Good morning from Beirut, Lebanon. This is Mina Now. It's Wednesday, February the 3rd, and this is your morning briefing. Starting off with the main news in Lebanon, first on COVID, Lebanon today registered a record number of virus deaths, which reached 81 along with 2,770 cases from a total of 19,004 tests. With one break left until the total lockdown ends, the Ministerial Coronavirus Follow-Up Committee is discussing whether or not to extend the nationwide closure and is leaning towards introducing measures to gradually reopen the country starting on Monday. Dr. Abdurrahman Bizri, head of the government's Emergency Health Committee, told local news outlet MTV that, quote, it is correct that the number of infections have decreased during these last two days, but the positivity rate of the tests is still at 22%, which will keep the mortality rate high, he said. The ministerial committee will take its final decision on Friday, according to Bizri, who added that reopening schools was not an option at this stage. Following up on the cabinet formation developments, Parliament Speaker Nabih Bidri's declaration that a demand for veto power had blocked the government formation was coordinated with French President Emmanuel Macron, a future movement member of Parliament said on Tuesday. Now, in a statement breaking his long silence on the cabinet formation deadlock, now in its sixth month, Bidri said on Monday that a demand for veto power had prevented the formation of a new government in what appeared to be an indirect jab at President Michel Aoun and his son-in-law, Member of Parliament, Gibran Bessid, who were reported to have insisted on such a demand. Bidri also said no party should be granted veto power, otherwise a government of non-partisan specialists proposed by Prime Minister-designate Saad Hariri would be worthless. Moving on to judicial news concerning the central bank governor, Judge Hassan Awaidit requested central bank governor Riyad Salemi and others to turn in all the information requested by the Swiss judiciary to assist in the investigation, including documents on financial transfers that the Swiss mentioned in their correspondence. Awaidit is expected to send his reply to the Swiss authorities next Thursday. In parallel, Salemi is set to be interrogated by first investigative judge in Mount Lebanon, Nicolas Mansour, on February the 8th on charges of direction of duty, breach of public trust, and violating an administrative regulation that were brought against him in regard to the subsidized dollar case the state-run national news agency reported on Tuesday. Shifting to the second segment of this episode, the region at a glance. First, in the U.S., President Joe Biden will announce the end of U.S. support to the Saudi-led coalition in Yemen in a major policy reversal from the previous administration that may alter the course of the conflict. Now, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan confirmed Biden's decision on Thursday saying that the president will make the announcement during a foreign policy speech later in the day. He quotes, he is going to announce an end to American support for offensive operations in Yemen. 
That is a promise that he made in the campaign that he will be following through on. The top aide added that beyond ending U.S. assistance to Riyadh's war efforts, Washington will be playing a more active and engaged role in diplomacy to bring an end to the conflict in Yemen. Next up in Iran, Iranian President Hassan Rouhani yesterday ruled out changes to the country's nuclear accord with world powers and dismissed calls to broaden the terms of the deal and include the regional countries. United States President Joe Biden has voiced support for returning to the accord and consider expanding the deal beyond the nuclear issue. Iran's regional arch-ival, Saudi Arabia, has also called for a role in any future talks on the agreement. Mr. Trump withdrew the U.S. from the deal and imposed crippling sanctions on Iran in 2018, maintaining a policy of, quote, maximum pressure against the Islamic Republic. Now, a year later, Iran responded by gradually suspending its compliance with most of its key nuclear commitments in the deal, under which it was promised economic relief for limits on its nuclear program. Iran's Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif had on Monday asked the European Union to coordinate a synchronized return of both Iran and the U.S. to the deal, following a diplomatic standoff on who would act first. Having said this, we have now reached the end of Mina Now's podcast episode. As always, thank you so much for your time and don't forget to subscribe. I'll be here every morning. This is Mina Now.